of divine exchange. You know what an exchange means or should be? When you change something for something else. That is what I want to talk to you on this morning. And I'm sure it's very, very simple. A divine exchange. Let's read from Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21 verse number 18. The Bible says, The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous. And the transgressor for the upright. The wicked shall be ransom for the righteous. And the transgressor for the upright. So there's an exchange there. Is that okay? Now the whole exchange is summed out in one word. Which is called ransom. Okay? Now. See it this way. Ransom actually is from Latin word reptio and from the Greek lutro. And it's like a debt owned that represent what is in slavery. Let me put it that way. It's not a debt that is cancelled. It's a debt that is paid for. Amen. Ransom is not saying you are owing a debt and then the debt is cancelled. No. What he's saying is somebody came and paid the equivalent of what you are owing so that you can be free. When a ransom is paid, the slave or the one that is in captivity is released to go free. Again, not out of favor. Favor, you see, the, the release is not because of favor. The release is because of the debt that was paid that you were owing. Praise the Lord. The original owner of the property. Okay, let's put it this way. Assuming this is my mic, and I'm owing someone, and they collect it from me. That when I pay, I get it back. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Okay, now so, this mic now is in bondage, or it's in slavery. I can't make use of it. The mic can't perform anymore, because it's not in my hands. I am the owner. Okay, and then a brother of mine comes along, and finds that my mic is not functioning, or is in, in captivity because I'm owing someone. No. Have you, have you really come to this place before where people come to your home? And it doesn't say in the village, as you see it, people owe some debt. And people who go there and carry their properties. Have you noticed that? Sometimes they even carry their pots. Eh? So that they can cook. Okay. There may be some relation comes and say, okay, how much are you owing? 
Are you getting that? And they say, okay, this is the amount. Now they go and pay that amount so that you can get your cooking pot. Are you getting that? Okay, that amount that was paid is what you call ransom. So, you are not getting the cooking pot back because you have favor. No. But because the price that you were owing was paid. Is that okay? Now look at it. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous. What does that mean? That means the wicked becomes a price to be paid for a righteous man to be free. I want you to capture this because it's very important. Watch this. That simply means, it means the righteous man may be, let's put it away, indebted. Now he doesn't have his liberty, he doesn't have his freedom. And then the wicked man was substituted so that the righteous man can be what? Can be free. Okay. When the, the wicked goes to pay the ransom, he's no longer having his own life as well. Are you getting that? Because when the righteous man was in bondage, there was no freedom. Therefore, when the wicked man replaces the righteous man, the other man has no freedom. Are you catching the picture? I want you to because it's very important for what I'm about to share. I like us to take a story from the Bible, Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. Praise the Lord. I'm reading from verse 6. Now, at that feast, which are the feast of Passover, he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desire. Now what's this? At the time of of the Passover feast, the Jews were always required the governor, Pilate, to release one prisoner to them. Now, there is no good foundation for this practice. Biblically speaking. But it's assumed that Pilate was doing this so as to give some joy to the Hebrew people because they were all under oppression of the Roman government. Is that okay? Alright. So, every time they have the feast of Passover, they release one prisoner. Is that alright? Verse number 7. Praise the Lord. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound, I want you to know the word bound, with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. There was a kind of revolt, there was a kind of riot. Right? And in the midst of that, somebody was killed. And then this Barnabas was judged and found that he was among those who started this riot and then people were killed. So he was bound. Is that okay? Verse number 8. I want you to know verse number 7 because very important. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire him to do as he has ever done unto them. You know the word? That is picture right. Barabbas was bound inside the prison. Is that okay? Bound there with the other people, as the case may be. Alright. I'm supposing that he was the ringleader. Okay. Now he was chained, he was bound right inside. Now outside of the hall, 
There was this noise that was going on. The cry was going on unto Pilate loud. Now the Pilate should do something for them the way he had been doing before. What has he been doing? He has already released someone. Amen. Verse number 9. But Pilate answered him saying, Will you that I release unto you king of the Jews? Verse 8. For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. By implication, Jesus committed no crime. Is that okay? Alright. But the chief priest moved the people. That he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will you that, that I should do unto him whom you call the king of the Jews? And they cried again. Or cried out again. Crucify him. Verse 12. Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil has he done? And they cried out the more. Exceedingly crucify him. Verse 15. And so Pilate willing to contend the people. Released Barabbas unto them. And deliver Jesus when he has called him to be crucified. I want to give you a story here to illustrate to you what Jesus did for you. Hallelujah. Don't forget where we are coming from. The wicked shall be as a ransom for the righteous. Okay. Here we have Barabbas, number one. Now what Barabbas actually means son of Abba. What does son of Abba there means? It's like say son of the father because the word Abba means father. Son of the father. So the child that owns the father. Are you getting the picture now? Now this child that owns the father or that belongs to a man or belongs to a God or God finally ended up committing murder. Killing. And now he was in prison. He was in chain. He was jailed. And not just jailed. He was jailed expecting to be crucified. Expecting to be killed. Hallelujah. Are we together? But there is something else I want you to notice in this passage. When you look at what Barabbas could have to do with the son of Abba. Automatically he speaks of human beings. Or the creation. Who has guarded their father. Sold out their birthright. We become murderers. How? John 8, 44. You are like your father the devil. He kills from the beginning. Is that okay? Meaning, automatically by reason of identification with Adam, we lost our relationship to God. Though we have God as our father. Are you there with me? Now when you move down to the next thing I would like to show you is, this Barabbas was already convicted. Meaning, he was only waiting for when he's going to be executed. Is that alright? In other words, he was waiting for execution or crucifixion as the case may be. Any moment, it can happen. Okay. He was bound. Meaning, he was in chains, never to be able to escape from prison. Is that alright? But there is something that is happening here. Watch it. Verse 6 tells us 
There has to be someone to be released at this particular time of the Feast of Passover. It's like a custom. Is that okay? All right, just pick, put, put yourself in the place of Barabbas now. You are in the room there. There is noise going on. Crucify him! Crucify him! Are you getting that? You don't know who they are talking about. You are only just hearing loud. Crucify him! And all of a sudden, somebody walked into the room and said, Barabbas, come. Now, what is going to be your expectation as you are coming out? I'm not going to be crucified. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So Barabbas' mind was, well, they've called me now. Maybe when they were shouting, crucify him, it was me they were talking about. So I'm not going forward for crucifixion. But as soon as he stepped out, Pilate said, you are free. The next question will be, why am I free? And then the answer said, Jesus is to be crucified in your place. That is what your salvation is all about. So Barabbas is wondering, I committed a crime. I led the revolt. I killed. I have been in prison. Why am I set free? Pilate said, I'll just answer your question. This man is to be killed in your place. So you are free. Now this is the mystery of your salvation. You have all the crime committed as a child of Adam. Are you getting what I'm talking about? The judgment is upon you. You are bound. Demons, if I may use the word, are watching over your life so that you don't escape. The announcement is going on. Let him die. That you are in sorrow every day. Every moment, yes, you are thinking, one day I'm going to die because of the sin of my father. Because of what I've done. Now, all of a sudden, here comes an announcement. You are free. And you are seeing the question, but I, I know I killed. And the person who was supposed to execute you said, Jesus is to be killed in your place. People of God, there is no sentence hanging on your head. No sentence. From anywhere. No sentence. The day Jesus accepted to go to the cross, every judgment on you was set free. He took everything. Now you are a free man. <laughs> the word release means to free fully. Remember, one man, verse number six. Now at that feast, the he has to release unto them one prisoner. The word release means to free fully. In other words, when you are free. Understand what Jesus said again. If the Son of Man will set you free, then you are free indeed. Barabbas was released without expecting to be called back another day to answer for any question. He was released and completely released. When Pilate said, get out of that place, that was the end. As far as Barabbas was concerned, he would never go back to that jail. Nobody would call him to any question. Nobody would even remind him that there was a murderer. Why? Pilate set him free. Why did he set him free? There was a ransom. Where was the ransom? Jesus stood there. Barabbas saw Jesus. What? He said, how am I going to be free? 
That is him. After being beaten with all of those things, that is him. You see that he is taking your place. Man, all you need to do is just simply believe this thing. That Jesus died in your place as a ransom. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at the mystery in this thing again. Proverbs 21 verse 18. Look at it again. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and a transgressor for the upright. But now, what happened? There is a change. That's what I call divine exchange. A righteous man died in the place of a wicked man. An upright man died in the place of a transgressor. Why are you still thinking that you are a transgressor when the man died in your place? This is a simple word. We really need to understand the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no record, I keep on saying this, no record anywhere in heaven, on the earth, under the earth, and even under the sea about your past. No record. When the Lord asks you to come out of that place, he paid the price completely. Praise the living God. But did you see something there? It is the wicked that was supposed to die for the righteous. Praise the living God. Now the righteous man is dying in place of the wicked. And that is for you and I. Okay. Now, let me, let me show you this. Mark chapter 10. I'm taking this easy so that you can sink in. That you may know what the Lord have done. That you may know exactly who you are. And they may know the benefit of your salvation. Can I hear an amen to that? Mark 10 verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. But to minister. And to do what? And to give his life a ransom for many. Can you get that? To give his life a ransom for many. Okay. Go to 1 Timothy 2. Verse 5 and 6. First Timothy 2, 5 and 6. For there is one God. And one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. Who gave himself. What? A ransom for all to be testified in due time. Now I would like to read it from the message. Can we go to the message? Verse 5 and 6 of 1 Timothy 2. An interesting passage as far as I'm concerned. Jesus gave his life as a ransom. Amen? Okay. The message translation says this. That there is one God and only one. One priest, mediator between God and us, Jesus. Who offered himself in exchange for every hell captive by sin. To set them all free. Eventually the news is going to get out. Oh come on, this is the time. Eventually this news is going to get out. And here we are today. 
that the news of what is there is going out. He gave his life and as an exchange for you. Therefore, let no man by any means lay any charge against the elect of God. You are free. Not even the devil has the power to lay any charge against you. No witch, no wizard. Are you still there with me? He paid the full price. Listen to me. The relations of Barabbas can only get more confused when they see him coming out. Because they knew he was a criminal. But here he's walking out gorgeously from Pilate's own court. It's only an amazement. They get more confused because they wouldn't know how to rejoice or not. The record didn't tell us once again that Barnabas was rearrested. Therefore, nothing, when he sets you free, can rearrest you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Personally, I like this. Go to 2 Corinthians. Let me show you what I'm talking about. You see, the mystery is, the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright. That's what the Bible says. But here we see the reverse. An exchange. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. For he had made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made what? The righteousness of God in him. Meaning, as Barabbas was coming out and there was a divine exchange, Barabbas became a righteous man and Jesus became the criminal. You didn't get that? Same with you. Listen. Except there is something in your life, there is no power of the enemy that can hold sway over you. Even in your traditional belief, Except your hands are stained. The witches and widows have no power over your life. Am I communicating to someone here? It's practically impossible. There might be something for them to hold on to to be able to succeed in doing anything in your life. It is that offense you committed that guarantees the power over your life. What here the Bible is saying. With all the offense you have committed, that the witches can hold on to. The wizard can hold on to. The devil can hold on to. Jesus just walked towards you. And he said, hey Amen. I'm going to take all of this on myself. You go free. Now henceforth, the witches can't even touch you. Because the only thing they needed to touch you with, he took from you. Hallelujah. I wish you can just understand what God did with the life of Jesus. I wish you can understand what it means that he shed his blood on the cross. It's not a story. It was a divine exchange. For your life and my life that we might live well. I'm going to be showing you some things. You know, you can take that from Isaiah on your own. Isaiah 53 verse number 12. The last part he said, He was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for their transgressors. Is that okay? Hallelujah. You can just write it down. But let me show you something. This is what we try to do sometimes. 
Psalm 49. Go with me to Psalm 49. Praise the living God. I wish somebody can capture this message. I wish somebody can come to clear understanding what I'm saying this morning. To really understand that Jesus set you free, not just half, He set you free fully. Everything about you is free. See, when the Holy Spirit came on Colinius, He didn't rest only on Colinius, He rested on everyone that was under Colinius. So my salvation is not limited to me, it also includes my family. Am I talking to somebody here? That is why there is no seed under your covering that is permitted to suffer anything that the enemy is holding against you or should have heard against you. It's not permitted. It's not allowed. Only your ignorance can allow that to happen. Praise the living God. Are we there in Psalm 49? I'm looking at verse number 6. Down. They that trust in the words or in their words and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. For the redemption in their soul is precious and is seized forever. You know what he's trying to say? Men trust that money can save them. They cherish their soul. They want to leave. So they think money can save them. Are you getting that? Amen? Verse number 9. That he should live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool, and the broached person perish, and leave their words to others. Praise the living God. Amen? What am I saying? If you look at this, the Bible is simply saying something. Money can pay ransom for a person's soul. There are some sicknesses that no matter where you take the person to, you will still die, even if the money is available. Is that not correct? That's what the Bible is telling you here. You don't depend on where to be saved. In fact, there is no amount of sacrifice you make that the witches will leave you. Rather, it continues to become a business. The more sacrifices you want to do to appease them, the more oppression comes to you because the money keeps going out. Are you hearing this? Money can redeem you. Your boasting of who you are can set you free. But there is a place of redemption and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you following what I'm talking about? So the psalmist said, I can't even redeem myself. I can't even deliver myself from Saul. Except God helps me. My personal words, no, can set me free. You need to come to that place. That you have to have an understanding that Jesus paid the price so that you can be set free just like Barabbas. Once again, can I announce to you, there is no offense you have committed. There is no offense you will ever commit. I may be blunt on that. There is no offense that you will ever, that ever be committed, that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse. See, <laughs> I'll make you say something. In the book of First John, I think chapter 1 verse number 7. Huh? When the Bible says for confession as he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you study that word, the word cleanse means a continuous cleansing process. 
continuous cleansing. That means the cleansing doesn't just end once. It's a continuous process. Until why? Because he wants to sanctify. That's the process of sanctification. Until he makes you whole, he continues to do the work in your life. Am I hearing somebody say amen to that? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. What it means is there is a continuous process of, of cleansing. A continuous one. A continuous one. Every day, the blood of Jesus is working on your behalf. Are you there? Now, if all your sins are cleansed, how can the enemy have any hold over your life? How can the devil have any power over your life? Practically impossible. You are free, just like Barabbas was free. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you something from the Amplified. Romans chapter 8. Paul saw this thing and he wanted to ask some questions. Hallelujah. Paul saw these things. Romans chapter 8. I'm looking at 31. Amen. What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our enemy? If God is on our side. Hallelujah. What do we say about this thing we're talking about? If Jesus really have to come, pay the price, set me free. I was bound, I was in chain, I was, in fact, I was a sentenced man. I, I, I just had a label on my forehead. Condemned criminal. You know, if you go to the prison yard, some of you don't know. If you go to the prison yard, there are some people that they have labels on their on their on their stuff, their dress. You see, CC. CC means condemned criminal. Those ones they have already been sentenced, they're only waiting for the gallop. CC. So almost everyone in creation, you know why? Because the scriptures say all have seen and come short of the glory of God. So everyone in creation had a label that was going along with them. What was the label? CC, condemned criminals. And then the brother Jesus stepped out of the blues, came out from heaven, and said, Oh, no, Dad, you don't need to condemn these people and sentence them. I want to take this sentence so that they might be free. And the day Jesus stepped on the platform to make that declaration and acceptance, that label on your dress was taken away. Do you understand what I'm talking about? There is life for you. I said there is life for you. In the name of Jesus. That is to say. He would did not withhold or spare even his own son. But gave him up for us all. Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Can I hear an amen to that? What is he saying? If this man saw that you were bound, you were chained, you were about to be executed, everything around life, everything about life, everything around you was against you. Everything was against you. Your business against you. Family is against you. Everything is against you. You accepted a sacrifice. And then he sets you free. And it's not just that. He's saying, if he gave his only son, that's the only property that God had, as it were. If he gave him up for you, Will he not also freely, freely, 
You don't have to pay any price for that. Freely give you all other things. All other things. Seek it for the kingdom of God. And it's righteous now. All other things shall be what? Added. Will he not freely? There is nothing God is withholding from us. Prosperity he wants to give to us. Good health he wants to give to us. Long life he wants to give to us. Hallelujah. There is nothing God is withholding from us. Why? Because he gave his only begotten son. Amen? There is freedom in Christ, people. Praise the living God. Absolute freedom in Christ. Verse 33. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? Nobody. When it is God who justifies. Who puts us in a right relationship to himself? Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us, the answer is no. Who is going to impeach you from your position? You didn't elect yourself. Neither did people elect you. God elected you. <laughs> so there is no impeachment. Who are they that want to see that and plan? Let us impeach him. Let us get him down. Let us destroy him. Let us destroy his business. Who are they? That's the question. If you truly believe, who are they? Say, who can impeach the elect of God? You know what impeachment means? We don't like this man's character in the house of assembly. And then some people say, they're okay, they vote. We impeach him. You are no longer a leader. Because men voted you. Because men chose you. But here God chose you. That's the question. Who can impeach you? The answer is nobody. So, every position God has ever given to you, that we ever give to you, no man can get you out of it. No man! Praise the living God. Every position has given to you in life, no man can get you out of it. Every gift he has given to you, no man can take it from you. Who can impeach the elect of God? So who can step forward? Let's see who's going to step forward. Would the devil step forward to accuse you? The Bible says practically impossible. The devil can't even accuse you anymore. Hallelujah. You know, the greatest problem we even had before was we were afraid of the devil because we think he kills. But the devil doesn't truly kill. The devil accused. And God sent the angel of destruction. It's an accusation that God uses. I mean, the devil uses. He just came and said, do you think, can't you see what he spoke about Job? That's the accusation. Do you think Job is righteous? Do you think this, whatever, as the case may be. Amen. The Bible says, who is it that's going to step forward to accuse the one that has been justified by God? The answer says, no one. Men can say whatever thing they want to say before you, or about you, but that doesn't record in heaven. God is not bothered to say about you. He is really concerned about what he has done in your life. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Verse 34 says, who is there to condemn us? We Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who died, or rather, who was raised from the dead? Who is at the right hand of God? Actually pleading as he intercedes for us. So, there is no condemnation. What is he saying? No man can stand up and condemn you. In any way, man, don't live in condemnation. You just always say in the morning, some of us can't really go out to share the gospel of Jesus because we live in condemnation. You don't need to live in condemnation anymore. Why? Because he paid the price. He justified you. He acquitted you from the sentence that was hanging upon your head. 
Praise the living God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Barabbas was set free without thinking back, without thinking twice. Listen, Barabbas can only maybe be condemning himself when he's thinking about the murder case that was supposed to be hanging on his head. Only when he's thinking back. But as far as Pilate is concerned, he has no record again. Anytime you step into the prison to check the record of Barabbas, the only thing you are going to see is, Pilate set him free. That is the only record you will ever see. And that is the record that is on your checkbook. The record on your checkbook, the record on your, every record you will ever have in the heaven, he has been set free. Okay, think about it this way. What about if those who wanted to keep Barabbas step into the prison? Would they find Barabbas there? No! Because somebody ordered for him to come out. Listen. Men are shouting, crucify him. And that is your confusion. You think they are talking about you. They are not talking about you. Everybody, everywhere, they might be shouting, crucify him. That is a noise you are hearing. Every time you sleep, crucify him. But hey, I've come to announce to you. Jesus set you free. You can no longer carry that sound anymore in your head. Because it's not talking about you. When they say you must die, it's not talking about you. Somebody died that you might leave. When somebody said, it's going to be a poor man the death of his life. Somebody is talking, but it's not you. He was made poor that you might be made rich. He's not talking about you. Every sound you are hearing that is negative is no longer for you. You are just living by it and with it because you do not yet know that your case has been decided while you are still in prison. Oh, are you getting what I'm talking about? You see, Barabbas was already freed even before he was called. So your salvation was paid for even before you were born. Do you understand that? Now watch this. As they they come to say, Barabbas, please come out of the prison. Barabbas said, no, 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 no. I'm a condemned criminal. You come and palace looking for you. Say, I know they are going to crucify me. There is no point if they're like, let them come and do it here. He will still remain in prison with the chains. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So when, when the scripture says, Come, ye that labor, and a heavy laden, I will give you rest. Just respond to that voice. Because your freedom has been decided. It is the people that are shouting, crucify him, not God. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And any sound that would ever come that way, that was supposed to be for you, is now for Jesus, not for you. So when they start talking about crucify him, Jesus said, I have already taken the crucifixion. So the one you want to be crucified now is free. I am the ransom that you need. I am the equivalent price that you need. Everything that you needed to pay, I have paid. What are we supposed to do? Believe into what he has paid for. So that we can live a free life. I have good news for you. The good news is. Jesus paid the price. That you might be alive. He paid the price. That you can't be condemned anymore. He paid the price. That poverty will not be your portion. He paid the price. That there is no condemnation anywhere in creation. That will land upon your head. You are free. And if the same man will set you free. Then you are free indeed.